This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, you know, before they were legends of outlaw country, they were lost souls looking for their sound. Don't miss Mandy Moore and the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the rise of outlaw country music and its biggest stars. Hear how one woman's vision in her tiny living room, far from Nashville's Music Row, became the epicenter of a musical movement. Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. And after that, I kind of went through this depression of like, what now? Now it's off the charts. Now I've got nothing. There's, you know, now I just have to work that hard again to get another song here. Episode 431, songwriter, producer, Jordan Schmidt. All right, some of his number one songs include Jason Aldean's You Make It Easy. You make it easy. Mitchell Tenpenny's Drunk Me. Kane Brown, he's got a few. What ifs? What if the sky falls? The Bury me in Georgia. Bury me in Georgia. And like I love country music. Baby, I love you like I love country music. And then we'll, we'll just do one more. Uh, Blake Shelton's God's Country, which received a Grammy nomination and a CMA Single of the Year win. Boom. He earned himself a CMA triple play, which they haven't officially announced it, but it's one of the big awards in country music, three number ones in one year. Uh, he just finished up a bunch of songs for Tyler Hubbard, Mitchell Tenpenny. He writes, listen, the guy's awesome. He's a native of Duluth, Minnesota, picked up the guitar at age 10. By 16, he was recording local artists where he was like kid producer, like kids can do the darndest things. 2012, moved to Nashville, and here he is, singer, songwriter, dude, uh, walker, talker. Producer, is that pretty much it? That's it. Shirt wearer. Uh, here he is, Jordan Schmidt. Jordan, good to meet you. Have we met? Uh, I think I saw you at a party with um, their good friend Abby for the Wags and Walks thing. So a party would not be a accurate representation of who I am. So what it was was a charity <laughs> event. Yes. Yeah. That's funny how we see it differently because I'm uh, like, oh. you, you probably go and have a good time at things. Just generally, I don't. So yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit of a hermit. So any any going out of anything is a party to me. My hours are so um, wrongly adjusted, meaning wake up at three in the morning. That if it's at like seven, 
my party would be at 3 p.m., I think. Like, if oh, I were to have a party, 100%. it'd be 3 p.m. 100%. It'd be done by 5.30. Could have a nice, sensible dinner. Go home and watch Beef on Netflix. Yeah. You know what's funny about Beef is that my wife and I really like that show, but we watched, like, half of it, and then we never went back to it. But we really liked it. Dude, you, you need to go. It That's gets weird, so much crazy. When you brought that up, Mike, have you seen Beef? I watched half of it and did not go back to it. And it wasn't because I didn't Ooh. like it. I just forgot about it. Yeah, because, like, I don't know, and I don't want to spoil anything, but, you know, they have the camera, like, the camera footage of him in the truck, or her in the like truck. road rage incident. Yeah, the road oh, rage yeah, incident. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It goes so much further beyond Yeah, we that. need to get into that then. So, but, okay, that was your go-to? Is uh, it like right your now. Favorite? Oh, you're, right now so you're watching it now? Yeah. We just watched a show called Bodies. Have you seen that? Uh-uh. What's that on? Netflix. What's it about? Mike, you watch it? No, I haven't seen it. Brett, I was talking to Brett. Eldridge last night, he's one of my best friends, and we hadn't seen each other for a couple weeks, and we we're just kind of debriefing. And I was like, dude, you ought to watch bodies. He goes, I already watched bodies. We don't need to talk about it anymore until we see each other. Oh, and I think wow. it's like a Mar- I think it's a Marvel. I think it's Mike, if you look it up, I think it's like Marvel or DC, I think. I don't know the comic difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I like them. Yeah, yeah. But it's three different timelines where the same dead body is shown shown up, uh, naked and dead in an alley. And it's you're following the three cops in like 1890, 1940 oh, today. Oh, cool. wow, dude, it's awesome. Yeah, if you like that stuff, have you seen um, Runaway into the World? What's it called, Mike? Leave the World Behind. Yeah, yes, I just watched that. That's the um, it's like new on Netflix, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I just watched it. That was thoughts. It was really, um, it wasn't what I expected. You know, I do this new thing now where I don't like to read too much or see too much of a preview or anything. You know, it's like, I'm like 10 seconds of a preview and I'm like, all right, I'm in, let's go. Do you run tomato though or IMDb? I will. Uh, I do. Well, you know, like on Apple TV, it'll show up automatically. Sure. So, and you know, I try not to uh, pay too much attention to that because they've been wrong quite a bit. And you can but. manipulate it because my show breaking Bobby bones has like 99% with thousands of votes. It's only cause I told my audience to go and rate it high. Right, so it's very easy to manipulate. I'll never I mean, admit you got that. A hit. Yeah, I mean, supposedly that happened. No, it's totally legit. Totally, <laughs> yeah, to- legit. totally legit. So, no, was it Snake in the Grass or Breaking Body Bones? I think it was Snake in the Grass. No, it was Breaking Body Bones. Yeah. yeah. What'd you think? Your, your review? Uh, I I loved it. It I did loved not. It, too. it did not like go where I thought it was going to go. I you know I thought it was going to be one thing, and it kind of turned into this whole craziness. So I, I loved it. Me too. And I loved how I continued to think about it afterward. And I'm still thinking about it today, and I'm still thinking not so much about it, but what the scenarios would be, could be, how I would. Right, There's a world right. on TikTok about it's yep, like yep. The, I, I loved that. Oh, about I get it. I get into that too, and then I you know I start prepping, and I, I'm like, okay, wait, prepping quit, as in prepping. for the end of the world. Yeah, I'm like, quit prepping. We're not we're not prepping. We're not going to survive. I would laugh, but I've had my experiences of whenever the bird flu was about to be a Big thing. I had I built up a whole closet. Oh yeah, like waters, soups. Oh yeah. I mean, it was. Yeah. I'd spent. Th- now, I want to build a bunker here. Yeah. Um, there are codes apparently. Like not a code to like start the game or get the cheat no, the no, final yeah, level, I'd, but like to the city. Yeah. I don't, and they're like not going to okay me putting a bunker in. So, but, but they bunk- shouldn't know about that. Bunker. That's my point. The problem is you can kind of see the some of the yard. And the neighbors, 
It's just if I'm going to spend all this money on a bunker and then I'm told halfway through when I've invested a bunch of money in a bunker that you can't do it anymore, then I just wasted all this money right. building a secret bunker. Right. Well, funny story. We, uh, My wife and I bought a house on, on top of this hill and it was, I mean, like the most beautiful view right above Richland Country Club. And, it, you know, it was like a, we had to gut this thing and start over, but we just loved the view. Did you live in it while you gutted it? No, no. Um, and we ended up selling it after we gutted it. Cause it was like, we had a kid on the way and I was like, I'm not going to spend two years, you know, redoing a house. But while they were gutting it one day, there was a bookcase at the bottom of the stairs and they took a sledgehammer to it and the thing popped open and there was a, sounds like a movie. I mean, it was pretty scary. There was a giant bunker. Oh, that, no way. That looked like a murder scene. So I'm sitting here like, oh my God, we have a John Wayne Gacy home. There's bodies. There's, you, I mean, you found the hole where they were hiding the bodies or I doing mean, bad stuff to the bodies. It was, it was creepy. We even, so it happened. We called it the uh, Mother's Day massacre because it happened on Mother's Day. And like, we're like walking around the neighborhood like, what are we going to do? We're, we can't live here. If people were murdered here, we can't live here. Was there anything in it though? Cause I, cause I there was think- red stains and there was a weird, creepy chair and duct tape. No way. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it looked so bad. And so we were like, okay, this is, you know, we're going to lose our money on this. This is so bad. Yeah. No, you shut it back and never mentioned it. Like they didn't <laughs> do you. They didn't mention it to you. So but we ended up having the, uh, the Nashville CSI team come out. And I mean, they were there the next day. They were like pumped. They, were, you know, we like meet them there. I, I'm like scared. I'm Can like, you imagine? I'd be pumped too. All they're doing is like seeing if this was really Johnny Cash's guitar well, the day before. Right. Now they get to do a real murder. But I was like, I was more, I was more like, I don't want to get in trouble if this is nothing. Like, like I, I didn't do it. I promise. I yeah. And they're like, no, no, no. We we have to come out to these things. We're we're kind of hoping it is. You know. I'm like, thanks. So do they give you the results? Yeah. So they went down, they luminaled the whole thing. I mean, so when they went down, they're like with their flashlights, they're like, oh yeah, this looks bad. This looks really bad. And I would, I'm like, oh great. Awesome. And they're asking us to stay out. And then they luminol, and it was nothing. It wasn't blood. It wasn't anything like that. And it turns What's up with out. the tape in the chair though? It turns out it was a gun range. Wait, below the, like, below the house? In this bunker, it, I mean, it must have been 30 yards long, all concrete. It had the, you know, the little slanted metal slat that you shoot mm-hmm. against. And uh, we later found out from some neighbors that they knew it was there because they had gone shooting down there. But uh, the people we bought the house from, they did not know that it was there. So when they sold it... Did they ever live in it? They lived in it for 11 years. And, and never knew it was there. And I can, I'm, I'm not even lying to you. I got this weird feeling from the house. And I just thought it was because, it, you know, it was like a big empty house. That, that's why I got this weird feeling. And after that room was discovered, feeling went away. Like It was like, I, I don't know. It's like you could just sense there was a secret about it. It was bizarre. Did you get your money back on the house? Or did you lose a little bit? Yeah, you I lost a little bit. A little bit. It, was, it was nice. Great you lost a little bit? Yeah, you know, I, because we ended up finding the house we wanted and we bought that, you know, and the market's just kind of bad right now. So, so timing, timing got you a little bit. Timing got us a little bit. But it has to be, you know, a lot easier when you're wildly successful. Well, I mean, easier, <laughs> I don't know, but at least I can do it. Uh, they haven't, 
officially confirmed it yet since it's due in the spring, but the, the CMA triple play, and we've talked about it with some of the other folks that have come in. It's a very, very select yeah. few people that, that have gotten it. I mean, Nicole, I think, has gotten it. Gal, I mean, like four or five of the I five. I think Gorley is about to get one, or maybe he's gotten one. I don't, may, know. I don't know. You may have to check that, too, uh, except he probably gets one a month. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, congratulations. I was just looking at the songs and the dates. Wait in the Truck, which was April 23rd. Uh, Bury Me in Georgia, September 10th. Watermelon Moonshine, October 15th. That's, that's triple play right there. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. It makes yeah. that makes that bunker, that, that 10 grand loss on that bunker <laughs> a lot easier. Uh, so are, are you, a couple questions. Are you, in your mind, in anyone's first layer of like my camp? And who would that be? Um, yeah. I mean, you know, when you start out in Nashville, you kind of, you know, you go out and you meet your people and, and you find the people you like writing with and, and the artists that are just coming up and uh, kind of create your little clique. And so, like, you know, Mitchell Tenpenny, he's my homie. Um, I started out in the, the Florida Georgia line camp. So me and T-Hub and BK, like, we, we go way back. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, those are, like, those are like the core people. And there's like so many writers, uh, Andy Albert and, and Hardy. I mean, Hardy and I go way back. And so we all kind of came up at the same time. So those are like my, my go-to people. Whenever, you know, two of these cuts are cane cuts, uh, singles cuts and number ones. Yeah. But wait in the truck and bury me in Georgia. So are you and Kane on a personal level where he'd be like, I got an idea, let's do it. Or were you just happened? Was that just a timing thing? We just were working a lot together at that no, time. No, no, Kane and I are we're yeah we're we're good buds. I love Kane. He is like, you know, I got to be there from the very beginning of of Kane's career, um, and just to see how it's turned out. I'm like, I'm so happy that I knew him way back then because I'd be way more intimidated by him now. You know, that's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. I'm like thankful for that because I I do have a personal relationship with him where I can send him songs or, you know, whatever. And he can be like, Oh, that sucks. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to hurt myself at least, you know, I, he's my buddy. You're not going to go lock yourself in the dungeon at the house that you don't own anymore. Right. right. That's a good point about Kane. I love Kane. Yeah. Kane's my friend. He's the best. And if I, and early on, I didn't understand Kane. That was, I think a big thing early on for a lot of people. Um, you know, he's just quiet. He's so quiet, and you think somebody that has any success or talent or has a job that is very outward, like you almost don't think I would put Carrie in this category too mm-hmm. a bit. You almost don't feel like, and this is going to sound stupid, but like, like, wait, wait, you don't deserve to be quiet. You must just be mean. Right. You right. must just be stuck up. Yeah. But it is just not the case. Right. Like, like you said, I've, like Kane and I, well, that's like my dude. Mm-hmm. And so, or one of my dudes. You know, I mean, it's not like a lot of dudes, but you know what I mean? But I would have thought Kane was just um, very much, I'm famous. Right. I don't right. want to get, I'm not going to be very generous with you with words. But then you realize he's actually just a kind, shy guy. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I knew him before he was, you know, I mean, he was still kind of like a viral thing. But yeah. Nowhere near what he is now, and he has not changed one bit. He uh, you're, is just, you're absolutely right. Which has been Kane. Which is wild because even I've changed. Yeah. I mean, it's hard hard not to. Yeah. I mean, 
Look at my watch. You know, you know, you look at your watch. You know, let me get those things. Oh, I was looking at your watch. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, don't don't rob me, man. <laughs> um, so, congrats on that. Do you feel like? I guess as I was looking at your body of work, like a lot of your songs, because people know them. But Nashville is interesting because it's a lot of co-writing, and sometimes, unless you're really in it, you're writing with this person or you're writing with another person. It's kind of hard to identify the the chain of all the work yeah, that you're, yeah, and you're yeah. producing at a level too that's really crazy. And the producer gets no shine, right? Unless it's super industry related, right? When did you feel like that page kind of turned for you, where it was not you begging or asking to work with people, but people were asking you to work hmm. with them? Man, that's a good question. Um, you know, I guess like how I got my start was through the production. So, you know, I'm the track guy in the room and, you know, that's like, I guess the equivalent to a janitor when it comes to writing, you know, it's not the most glorious position and people are quick to think, Oh yeah, he's just a track guy. Like I've heard that before with, with other track people, um, you know, they're just track guy and I love producing. That's, you know, it's, it's, I truly do love it, but I also love writing songs and lyrics. And I was obsessed with poetry as a kid and, and writing lyrics. And so it was always like at the beginning, now Nashville's kind of changing, but at the beginning it was like, oh, you're just a track guy. And I'd get in the room with these people and they'd be like, oh, you're not just a track guy. You can write. And, you know, I think that's after a couple number ones, people kind of start realizing that, you know, well, there's a common denominator in some of these. And every time I'm writing with him, he's contributing. And, and I guess it just kind of mentally for me, I'd say four years ago, started turning into this like, no, I'm a songwriter and I do the track. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's kind of when it started turning. And, and now I, I think people know me as a writer. And you're not having to call and be like, I'm just looking for somebody to write. Now, I would assume, just with your success, both production and writing, that people are trying to get in with you more than you're trying to get in with other people. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I'm always trying to get in with with great artists, and, and a lot of them are my friends. And, you know, like, I, I want more rights with, with big artists and, and whatnot. But at the end of the day, I found that, Knocking on their door isn't as powerful as them knocking on your door. And um, I take the latter approach. I, I just would rather somebody say, hey, I want to work with him. You know, What's your quintessential hustle story in Nashville, though? Because we've all had things. I used to fly to California every other weekend. And I would lie to them and tell them I lived there and go and do lunches or interviews for little spots on TV shows that we've never seen. I mean, I was just going, I was, and I get flight sick. I mean, it was just miserable. I was tired. I was doing, but I would never tell anybody. I just wanted to exist. And so I was hustling. I was going to have eight meetings a day, Mm -hmm. killing myself. Right. To me on the TV side of it, like that was my hustle story before I started to have some actual success in that, that space. What is like your Nashville hustle story? Um, I would say it was when I met, BK from Florida Georgia line. That was like, that was the first time that I was like, Oh, like I'm, I'm scratching at the top, you know? And that was, that was, where was he or where were they? Where was he? They were just, they were just releasing the second record. So, you know, 
So uh, they popped hard. Yeah. Yeah, they just yeah. popped pretty hard. Yep. Yeah, really hard. And so I was like, okay, I'm actually I'm I'm scratching at the surface of the top here and and BK was looking for a track guy for uh his non-existent publishing company at the time. And um my buddy hit him up on Twitter. He responded to my buddy. My buddy's like, here's his email address. Send him some songs. So I did that. And then I just didn't stop. I just song after song after song and just showing him how bad I wanted it. And, um, you know, that did lead to a publishing deal. You were sending him songs? Yeah, just songs that I'd done. And, and I was writing every day with whoever I could write with and sending him instrumentals for him to write to, just kind of showing him that I want it. And um, that was like the first, that was like the big hustle. That was six months of doing that constantly. Um, You know, and then it all kind of, they opened up a bunch of doors and here we are. Hang tight. The Bobby cast will be right back. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacovas is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort, little to no break-in period. Like it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events, there is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the kids at St. Jude. St. Jude's been leading the way in the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of childhood cancer. Your support means that families never get a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food so the families can focus on helping their child live. And that really hits home for me because I've been to St. Jude many times. I've hung out with the kids, played music for the kids. I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Now, I didn't have cancer, but if it wasn't for people stepping up, I don't know that I would have been able to go and stay in the hospital and be taken care of. So that's why we do this, take care of others. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. When you do this, you'll get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. So join all the doctors and researchers, you know, and me in this fight and just text the word Bobby to 785-833. It's only six numbers, but text the word Bobby to 785-833. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. And we're back. 
on the Bobbycast. You're playing music, you're playing guitar at 10, 11 years oh, old? Yeah. Yeah. How, why did you start playing guitar? Was somebody playing it around the house? Uh, my parents were, um, they're both musicians. They, they had a cover band, like an 80s cover band growing up, and they were like the biggest thing in my hometown of Duluth, Minnesota. Um, so I grew up going, watching them. I loved, I loved all that. I thought I wanted to be a rock star, fell in love with Blink-182, wanted to do that, you know, got into punk for a long time. And then I went out on one tour. I said, did you ever do Warp Tour or anything there? <laughs> I mean, yeah, we played, we played Warp Tour, uh, like followed 9 a.m.? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I did one tour and you know, in a van with six disgusting dudes. And I was enough. I was like, no, I don't want to do this. And I was, um, I was like producing all the, uh, records we were doing out of necessity because Duluth didn't have a recording studio. Were you doing it in your room? Uh, some of it. And then my dad was into recording. And so he was actually probably one of the first people in Minnesota to have a computer recording rig with Mm -hmm. Cubase. And so I, I kind of just would watch him work. And I mean, you know, he was trying to figure it out too, but he's kind of nerdy like me and he loved to try to figure it out. And then when he was at work, I would just sit there on that computer and, and play with sounds. And I started falling in love with that aspect of it. And um, so once I did that first tour, I was like, no, nope, that's what I want to do. I want to be Produce. on the computer. Yeah. Or is it I don't want to be in a van traveling? Maybe more of that. Yeah. But I know I want to be in music. Whenever you were at, whenever you had the dreams of being in a band, were you what what, what were you doing? Were you singing? I was a frontman. Yeah. I was gonna ask if yeah. so but but see that's that's odd that frontman disease didn't didn't stay. Like it's still not nestled somewhere in there. You know, and it's so funny because like seeing my friends and and some artists that I've worked with, you know, huge artists, I just see what they have to do. And I'm like, God, I would have hated that. Thank God that I, I did not go down that road. Especially that is, early on. Oh, my God. Or I say early on. Maybe it's, it could be all time if you never hit that level. Right. Because it's a, it's a grind. It is a grind. And it is, you know, I think the uh, what people see and what goes on are just two wildly different things. I mean, it's like life, Instagram. Right. Always seeing what really right. happens. 100%. Yeah. You know, again, I've, I, there's just some parallels. You're way more talented than I am. But it's like I, I worked in pop and hip-hop and I worked in alternative and I do I did sports and do sports again. And I've always felt, and now it's becoming more normal, that, you know, genres only exist for the companies to be able to sell, right? It's not like right. we listen in any sort of boundary. Uh, but when you're talking about Blink being such an influence on you, and I was looking at some of the early stuff that you had produced, and it's like like that Metro Station. Oh, like, yeah. I used to love Metro Station. Yeah, yeah. And so were those guys local near you? How, like, how do you get with a Metro? Like, uh, All Time Low, which uh, the All Time Low stuff came back again last year because yeah. they, they were going after. I mean, everything on TikTok lives Unlives, lives again. Right. Um, Metro Station used to play a lot. Yeah. You know, they were shake, shake, shake. Yep. Yeah. Um, Motion City soundtrack. That that that's how I met the Metro Station guys, and I just did that one. 
that one song, and I hardly even met them. I think so, but they weren't like local guys. No, they were like your Motion City soundtrack was. Oh, got it. And so when I uh, moved to Minneapolis, I kind of I got connected with them, and then through them, you know, I got to do a record with them with Mark Hoppus from Blink One Eighty Two. Is that cool for you? Oh my God, it was a dream come true. What's it? it was, what was that like? I mean, he's incredible. He's so funny. He's exactly what you want Mark Hoppus from Blink One Eighty Two to be, and. You know, they always say, don't meet your heroes, but he was one that I That's was awesome. like, yeah, he's a good dude. I love Blink. Mike's a massive Blink fan. Massive fan. Yeah. Oh, dude. One yeah. of the best concerts I've ever been to. Oh, it's- seeing him last year with Tom DeLonge back. Yeah. Yeah. Even, how many times have you seen them live? That was the only time. Got it. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I saw him pop disaster tour. I think that was 2001 or two. Jimmy Green Day? Yeah. Yeah. How do you handle yourself the first time? Do you tell yourself, I'm not going to geek out, or do you go, hey, man, I'm just a massive fan? What did I do? I think I tried to play it cool. But me playing it cool is like me being quiet. Uh, And then I I hate myself because I'm like, you're not quiet. Shut up. Yeah, and then you when you're quiet, people can interpret a lot of different things. Right. Even with Kane, I'd be like, Kane is not nice. Right. But Kane's like, I'm going to be quiet because – Maybe they're not nice. Right. And then you're all confused on why everybody's acting. It's yep. bad. I mean, I, that's the same thing with, I mentioned with Carrie. Like I find on TV, Carrie is a ball of fire. She's funny, she's quick in person. And I do know her well enough now to know that she doesn't hate me. Right. She just doesn't talk. Yep. Ryan Hurd was that way with me. Oh, like, man. I, yeah, Ryan for, for sure. For about two years, I was yeah. like, this guy hates me. And then one day he was like, you want to come over and play Golden Tee? And I was like, it's exactly we're it. Friends. He's yeah. like, you want to play golf? And I'm like, with you? Or just like generally? <laughs> and he's like, and then about the fourth time we'd hang out, I was like, this is just your baseline. Yep. I get it. Love Ryan Hurd. What would they say about you, though? Oh, God. I'd... Yeah, I love Ryan, too, by the way. Ryan's like one yeah, of my favorites. He's, he's such a good dude. Um, I have no idea. I mean. Like, as a dude, what do you think they would say about you? If I had Ryan here, I mean, I could call Ryan. But, he, but if you're here and he knows you're here, he's going to say things. He's going to be funny. But let's say you weren't here and I said, hey, tell me about Jordan. What would Ryan say? I think he would say that um, – I think anybody I work with would say that I care about what we do when we're writing and producing. And I never phone it in, and that's kind of my baseline is like if you just never phone it in, you, you can always – I don't know. Just because like when you have success, then you're like, it's because I worked so hard and I'm just going to keep working so hard and, and show everybody that like, that's what I do. and That's what I care about. And, and so a lot of people, especially like Ryan, <laughs> he would definitely say, yeah, he, you know, he likes to go above and beyond because, you know, I'm the, I'm the one nitpicking and editing and, you know, Ryan will be like, it's fine. We got that line. And I'm like, eh, but do we, could it be better? Could we, Try this. Can we do, you know. Do you feel like, because I, I experienced some of those anxieties of, I feel like I've only gotten here because I've worked really hard and I'm not that talented. Yeah. I, like I do, I feel that way in my heart. My wife tries to talk me down. I mean, I'm going to therapy when this is it's over. It's imposter. Big time, right? So how much of that situation like that you brought up is your sensibilities where you're like, you're perfectionist, you want to be, inter- or how much, and how much of it is, God, if you're, you're, I would say fear, if I don't work harder and do even more than I think I should right now, maybe that's not enough. Yeah. I mean, 
I guess the way I feel is that if I phone stuff in and I get success, now it's pure chaos. You know what I mean? Where, where like, if I just try my hardest every time and there's success, I can, I can say it's because of that. If it's, if it's, uh, you know, if it's happening, no matter what I do, then it's just, it's like, wow, there is, you know, we are spinning out of control. There's nothing real. I don't, you know what I mean? I do now when you say that, it's almost like what, it's almost like what's the, what, what's that purpose then? Because I'd understand if it's successful if I put work into it. But if I'm able to not do hard work and it blows up, what's the value of even hard work? Exactly. Why that. would anybody do hard? Why, I, would, I would question that. Although yeah. I would like to be able to question that. It'd be really cool if something happened easily. For me. I mean, I, lo- I, you know, I meet writers all the time or artists that it feels like they don't try very hard and it just works. And I'm kind of jealous of that, but... I wonder I'm, if they feel like they try hard, though. Maybe it's all maybe, the, maybe. Like, cause yeah. the, the hardest you've ever tried in your life is probably trying hard for you, regardless of what it is. Mm-hmm. If the hardest I've ever tried is me trying hard, but then you look at me and you're like, "Well, he doesn't really try the hard in comparison." So to you, it doesn't look like I try hard. But if to me, if I'm trying hard and it works out, I think that's what it is. But I guess it's just all relative. Yeah, it is. It is, and I, you know, like Ernest, he can walk into a room and he can. I was just. Mitchell was telling me he he just did a vocal for Brooks and Dunn or something, and he walks into the studio, goes to the booth, and just takes off his shirt and starts singing and, like, crushes it. And I'm like, God, I wish I could just be that guy, you know? The thing and about, he makes it look so I know. easy. And so many different things he does. And, like, even when he's, like, just doing his hip-hop stuff. Yeah. Like, it's not the same. It's It's a little bit, but it's not. But he's also so good at that but you're right but i'm gonna take this back to something you said earlier a lot of times we see people doing stuff easy but we don't really see the stuff that's happening right right the, the hard work it's the iceberg the, picture yeah and know? the whole underneath the tip of the water waste of time is all of that right well i you know and i know people say that to me they're like oh i think that about you they'll say they'll say it about my production like god you just like you're so quick. Right. You know exactly what you're and i'm like in my head i'm panic like mm-hmm. oh god oh god they're gonna tell me you know I just heard a funny story about Kanye that uh, my buddy was working with him and he played him a track and Kanye was like, this is the dopest track ever. You are a God. Everybody in the room, pay attention to this guy. And then he's like, play me another one. So he plays him another one. And Kanye's like, you need to delete that right now. (laughs) And he actually made him drag it to the trash, (laughs) empty the trash and, and he's like, you never wanted to play that for anybody. Trust me. And I'm like, that's my fear. My fear is that everybody's going to Kanye me. But what if you get the first Kanye, but you also get the second Kanye? Well, that, and you know, that's Are you back thing. to even it's, or are you still ahead in your mind? No, I'm like far below zero at that point. That that one negative interaction would cancel out like a hundred. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, you, you ever, know, uh, on my TikTok, you know, I have the things that I look at. So it feeds me. Music stuff, '90s wrestling stuff, sports stuff. I get a lot of Rick Rubin. Oh yeah, love Rick. Me too. Because as I talk about people that have varied interests and styles and uh, creation techniques, I mean that guy has done it all from the Beastie Boys to Tom Petty, Wildflowers, right? right. And I mean every kind of thing in between. He doesn't look like he's supposed to look. He. You know, was this big? It's not as big anymore. But he'd be like this big, hairy, fat dude who's a Santa vegan. Claus. Yeah, yeah. Who, who would he know me? So everything about him was wrong, at least from what you expected. But I, I love Rick Rubin because of that. 
Yeah, and he, what I like about him is I feel like, I don't even know, like, you know, you're not going to read an interview or watch one where he's like, you know, technically I was sure. sitting there, blah, blah, you know, it's like, I had to get into the artist's head, you know, that kind of thing where it's, it's so much more of like this mental game and like uh, connecting with people and creating a vibe. And, you know, I, I like to think I do the same thing. And I'm, I'm going to ask you about that, the, the psychology of being a producer. Yeah. Because that's, that's where I was leading. But you, before I forget my, this next thought, um, I was watching Rick Rubin talk about artists in general and when they create and how they base a lot of their worth on if it does well or if it doesn't. And I watched him for like four minutes talk about how he recommends that people create. When, when they create, it's a, it's a journal entry for themselves. Mm-hmm. Because regardless of how good it does, it's still an accurate representation of what you are and what you did. Right. And some journal entries are just more interesting than others. Totally. Even and, in life. And, and like especially today with, with all the social media and TikTok driving the music business, it seems like. Like weird algorithms that we don't know. Or right. right. And it's just kind of like, I feel like the days of like, oh, that song's a hit. I know it. I know it. I think it was like maybe Old Town Road that kind of busted that door down where it's like, who would have thought that was a hit? I mean, one of the biggest songs of the decade, who would have thought that was it? Like, I don't think anybody would have called. I don't even think Lil Nas X would have called that, you know? And so I think now it's kind of opened this door to like, you know, there are obviously songs we know sound hitty, but... I find most of the time those are the ones that don't do anything. And then, you know, the the ones that, that to me didn't seem that hitty or, or seem weird or whatever, those ones become the ones. And, and so that happened to me with God's Country where I didn't think it was that hitty. I thought it was really cool. I was going to ask, is it because it felt, and I don't want to say different because it does feel different. The, it how would I just? Because the first time like, I heard it, it was too, like dark. I, I, it was like layered. It was like it was like layered in a way of um, wall of sound type stuff back in like like Wrecking Crew, uh, but you had like howls and yeah. It felt like that in a way that right. no other song felt. Right. Where I also was like, wow, I wonder if this was Blake, if it would have even been given a shot because it was so different. I mean, it was supposed to be Hardy. I mean, when we left the room. And I sent him the the demo. Hardy was like, you know, I want to hold this. This is for me. You know, and I was like, great. You know, job well done. And again, it's not that I didn't like it. I just, I wouldn't have thought like, oh, that's a smash. You know, I would have been like, that's a really cool song. And there's like different You're right. Categories. Cool doesn't always no, equal commercially successful. For the most part, it never does. Right. So especially when we're trying to call it. So um, yeah, you know, there's just like... The, the days of, you know, and also because there's so much external f- pressure as far as the social media and, and kids driving numbers that make hits now, it's kind of turned into this, like, you know, the A&R job of, like, I'm going to pick the hit and, like, we're just going to have radio play it and they're going to... You can force it. You can you almost can force, force it. it. You yeah. can almost force it. Right. And, and, you know, obviously in the payola age way back when. But that's kind of gone. And it's like, now it's literally just, you're going to throw a demo out on TikTok. And if you start building numbers, that that's a hit. And it doesn't matter what it sounds like. It 
that could be a hit. So um, I can't remember where I was going with all that. But. Well, the the last thing about the Rick Rubin stuff is that that's exactly what he was saying was you. it's so – it's more unpredictable now than ever before because everybody has a shot, but also nobody has a really good shot anymore, even if it's, it's great. Crazy. But some people that, that have bad stuff have a good shot. So it's so unpredictable that as long as you're doing what you're doing for you – Yep. Like that's it, and you just have to move to the next page if it doesn't work. Hundred percent, and, that, and that's yes, that's how I feel. That's exactly what Rick Rubin does. I feel like that's I. I totally I can like. I get that. I'm I'm the same way. Like, let's just make what we think is great. The world will decide if it's great or not. And because and, they decide nothing, it doesn't mean it's not. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's just it. It is what it is, and it, there are records I've done that you know nobody's ever heard of, and I'm like. That's one of my favorite records I've ever done. You ever have to get into the the confidence of an artist and be like, "Hey, like you're you're actually good." I, like, if they have what we're talking about, a little bit of imposter syndrome, and it's now time for them to perform, and they're maybe not getting to that level that you know they can get. Do you ever have to to get them with some Coach K type stuff? Some, yeah, I mean, you know, especially uh, having friends that that I've now seen that have started at the bottom and and blown up um you know there have been those moments where it's like we're almost like having an intervention like you okay man like you're doing it you're okay you know and and just keep doing what you've been doing and and you know it's so funny because you get there through all this confidence that you don't really realize is false confidence until you're there and then all of a sudden it's like, oh God, I have no idea what I'm doing. To me, it's like, oh my God, I've gotten to this place. Now I'm going to be really exposed because of where I am and how high, and I'm really not that good. Yeah. So it's different if I'm not good at a lower level. Right. But now that I've somehow managed to get here mm-hmm. and they find out how good I'm really not, it's going to be even worse because I'm about to be exposed. Going to get kanye man. Like that's what, that's what comes out of me when you say that because that's what I feel like. Totally. Constantly. Yeah. And I don't know if I didn't feel like that, if I would have been as driven to be in the same exact spot. Yeah, I get that. And then there's, I think when I had my first number one, I kind of like, I was like, oh my God, this is it. This is what we're, we're here doing this for. What was the first one for you? Uh, Lights Come On by Jason Aldean. And, um, and after that, I kind of went through this depression of like, what now? Now it's off the charts. Now I've got nothing. There's, you know, now I just have to work that hard again to get another song here. And like realizing how much had to come, how the stars had to align for this song to, to make it to the top of the charts. And um, it just kind of, I don't know, it made me kind of go inward a little bit and not... Um, not as confident, I guess, as some people. Which when is like, weird because people would think it'd be the opposite. Right. Like and so you, I've seen some people do it where they get one and they're like, I'm the man. And that's so weird to me because I wish I had that. Oh, I do too. It would have been like, I'm jealous of that more than I'm a hater of that. I used to be yeah. a hater of that. Yep. Me too. And be like, oh, now I wish I had just a little tinge of blind confidence. Yep. But now I think it's been long enough and consistent enough for me to go, okay, well, I do know what I'm talking about, but also I know that I don't know what I'm talking about. And so I'm not going to sit there and be the the boss or the bully in the room, but I'm also not 
you know, going to sit there and take it from somebody who thinks, sure. you know what I mean? Especially it, with, with your body of success. Even if every time that happens, you're like, oh, I can't believe that happened. But if it happens nine time, times, eventually the logical part of you has got to be like, even if it's weird to me, there's been a lot of success here. So obviously some part of me, some innate part of me is on right. in some way. Right. So I, I do understand how you could be both at the same time, but I think it would be difficult for someone to understand, wait, you just got a number one and now you're doubting yourself. Yeah. That's no, it's really funny because like I'll, I'll write with, you know, uh, Josh Osborne or, or Ashley Gorley, you know, these, these guys have countless number ones and they get in a room and they're not like, well, this is what it is. This is what we're doing here. You know, it's like, what kind of ideas we got? Like, which oh, is, that's cool. Which I is like why they're do. so good, honestly. Right. The exact opposite. And they're just, they're pulling yeah. from everybody and, and they're co-writing. And, you know, I, I respect that. And that's where I hope to, I, I hope people would say that about me, that I'm that way. I like to think I am. The Bobby Cast. We'll be right back. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacovas is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort, little to no break-in period. Like it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet and the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events. There is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the kids at St. Jude. St. Jude's been leading the way in the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of childhood cancer. Your support means that families never get a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food so the families can focus on helping their child live. And that really hits home for me because I've been to St. Jude many times. I've hung out with the kids, played music for the kids. I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Now, I didn't have cancer, but if it wasn't for people stepping up, I don't know that I would have been able to go and stay in the hospital and be taken care of. So that's why we do this, take care of others. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. When you do this, you'll get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. So join all the doctors and researchers, you know, and me in this fight and just text the word Bobby to 785-833. It's only six numbers, but text the word Bobby to 785-833. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision-making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. This 
This is the Bobbycast. I want to talk about Lainey for a second. Yeah. I was, again, very fortunate to know Lainey before she did, before anything happened because she's so nice. She came over to my house once to show me how to do a dance to something. I was I just finished Dancing with the Stars. And, um, the, but it was before Blanco's song had hit, but she was doing the video. She was in the video with him dancing in a parking lot. And I just messaged her and I was like, hey, because she didn't, I didn't know her from her music. I just knew her from Dancing with Blanc, Blanco Brown. That's amazing. And I said, hey, my name's Bobby. Um, she was like, I know who you are. And I was like, can you show me how to do this dance? She was like, yeah. Uh, like, when? I was like, I don't know. What do you preach? She was like, tomorrow, next day, whatever. She came over. We became friends. This is six years ago. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about somebody that has, you've seen them actually go from nothing on the career right, path to, right. to like to me it, it's laney more than almost anybody because i've just had a close relationship with her the entire time yeah before she put out her record i had her come play our big million dollar show at the ryman and she did queen fat bottom girls and i was just a big fan of her and to watch her blow up has been awesome but what what's her confidence level like when you're in a room with her oh i mean she's the coolest she's um she's so humble she uh and she hasn't changed and that's you know like i started writing with her very early on and um hasn't changed she's just she's laney she is just salt of the earth nicest human like everything that's happened with her i'm I'm very proud of her, and and there's um, truly nobody that deserves it more than her. I mean, I don't see her anymore. I mean, that's, I don't. That's either. the name of the game. I mean, <laughs> yeah. she's I remember, too famous for us now. She but came over. It's not her fault. She's just right. awesome. And, and and there's a cycle. You know, everybody blows up. You're kind of floating and not able to prioritize properly because it's the first time it's ever happened. Right. Happened to me for a bit too. Yeah. yeah. I just kind of got lost. Yep. Um. But Lainey's, I don't worry about her. No, not, no, no. And, and she's got her family. She's just busy because, yes. she, yeah, she's and in she's that she's always hustled season. so much, yeah. Yep. She came over to the house and we recorded a song because I just, just the comedy stuff. And we, I wrote a song because we were going to open for, Garth had asked me to come open and do my comedy stuff in Razorback Stadium. It was like 100,000 people. That's amazing. It was awesome, right? It was a really great yeah. thing for me. And I, most things I'm like, this is just crazy. I'm not even going to enjoy it because it's so stupid. But that was like a really cool thing. Like, yeah. I called and asked me to do it. And so, but I still felt, because I write jokes from a place of uh, being scared or fear or uh, being insignificant, but you wouldn't know that. So I wrote this song called Nobody Cares About the Opening Act because I felt like nobody was going to care about me when I was up there. It's an amazing title. So I wrote, Nobody Cares About the Opening Act, whatever. And I called Lainey and I was like, Hey, do you want to write a verse for this and sing it? Um, because she knew as well as anyone what it's like to go and have nobody care, right? Right. And so she came over. And my point is, she's, when she's singing and she's laying down, she wrote, it was so funny. She didn't even ask for help with the jokes of the song. It was so funny. But she'd be like, okay, is that good? Should I re-sing this? And we're like, you're the pro. Yeah, right. You know, you've even done the funny stuff that we think we're good at, and you've even nailed that. Yeah. So just, just a talent. Just really yeah. exciting to, to see that happen to her. And How'd that show go, by the way? It was, dude, it was and I don't like anything. It was awesome. That's awesome. It was really the cool. That's my home. And that's also Garth Brooks. 
and it's my favorite place. If I one, my favorite place in the whole world is Razorback Stadium. Arkansas do you, football. Do you games. think you peaked there at that moment? No. Now you're constantly peaking. No, no, I peaked way before that. <laughs> yeah, no, there was a peak. I'm not. I, I've already peaked. So <laughs> that's what I say. Yeah, we're done there. I'm just yep. gonna try to stay on top, the top-ish part of the mountain. Yeah. I want to say hitty yep. for a long 100%. time. Um, Himalayas. I and before we, you and I started this, I went through a lot of of like your your body of work, and Mike and I were talking about some of your songs. Um, if I were to say. Invest can be interpreted any way, but what's the best song that you've ever produced because you love how it freaking sounds? I would have to say it would be Drunk Me with Mitchell. That was like the first, like, I'm going to try so hard because Mitchell promised me this was going to be on radio. He promised me this was going to be a number one. And I sat there at Las Palmas with him like, this guy's crazy, but okay. Um, and so I, I just, I, I tried and I, that was when it, that kind of set the bar for me and, um, yeah, I'd have to say drunk me. What about the writing? What, what, it doesn't have to be a whole song, but like, what's something that you, you can hear back and be like, God dang, I nailed that. I mean, I would say watermelon moonshine. Um, but Josh Keir was kind of the, the main driver of that one i'm just proud that he let me even a, a line even a line you're you look i was we were talking with dolly a month or so ago and she has lines that she remembers writing just lines out of songs and that she's like this line in this song mm-hmm. was so funny and so good and it still works do you have any anything like that where you're like man i this 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 line in this song i'm so proud of I mean, honestly, I'd have to go back to Drunk Me. It was the, the whole, we didn't have the title or anything. And um, we were just, we were kind of writing it from verse, you know, which I look back at now and I'm like, oh, that's so crazy to think we didn't have a title and we're just writing a song. That's so anti-Nashville. Um, but we kind of get to the end of the chorus and we're like, okay, <laughs> what is the line? <laughs> and... uh I actually, I went to the bathroom and I'm sitting there peeing and I'm like, drunk me, drunk me, can't get over you. And I like, I don't even think I zipped up all the way. I'm like running in. I'm like, drunk me, can't get over you. Drunk me, can't get over you. And they're like, oh, that's it. And you know, that was just like this, this moment where it was, uh, I felt like the hero. That's awesome. Yeah. Let's take a quick pause for a message from our sponsor. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort, little to no break-in period. Like it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events. There is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Dot com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. 
I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the kids at St. Jude. St. Jude's been leading the way in the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of childhood cancer. Your support means that families never get a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food so the families can focus on helping their child live. And that really hits home for me because I've been to St. Jude many times. I've hung out with the kids, played music for the kids. I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Now, I didn't have cancer, but if it wasn't for people stepping up, I don't know that I would have been able to go and stay in the hospital and be taken care of. So that's why we do this, take care of others. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. When you do this, you'll get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. So join all the doctors and researchers, you know, and me in this fight and just text the word Bobby to 785-833. It's only six numbers, but text the word Bobby to 785-833. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Welcome back to the Bobbycast. I want to talk about your wife for a second. This was totally random. I swear to God. I had no idea that, one, you two were married. Well, you shouldn't have done it. I know. But she told me you would never know. <laughs> uh, so I was on Instagram this morning just flipping through stuff. And I don't always look at my tags because sometimes either they can be too mean or way too nice or it's just people trying to get a song. It's right. 5,000 people going, right. listen to this song. And I was in a commercial break or something, and usually we're working, but I flipped over, and I was just interested because she was holding up those white sheets of paper, kind of like uh, uh, like a um, music video. Um, Bob Dylan? Bob Dylan, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the love movie with Hugh Grant. Where they love oh, actually. Um, Love, love actually. actually, yeah. yeah. Because the other one's like Subterranean Homesick Blues or t- Subterranean, that Bob Dylan song, Subterranean, whatever. Um, so she, yeah. she's holding up the paper. And I'm like, oh, I'll watch this. Mm-hmm. And it was on silent because I need text because I keep it. And so whatever. And she's like, oh, I have dreams. I want to do this and this and this. And I was like, oh, good for her. I hope she goes to Opry. That'd be cool if she could yeah, do yeah. that. And, yeah. and she said, be a guest on the Bobby Bone Show. And I was like, wait. I can affect that. That's amazing. That's literally what I thought. Didn't know. Didn't. I didn't even know that today. I thought tomorrow was the day you were coming over. If I'm, my schedule's so weird. I just kind of wake up and I'm told like I prepare for it, but I don't really know. Sometimes yeah, I just get dragged over to way. it. Um, and so, and Mike could, can vouch for me. So I text Abby Smyers, who we're very close with the Smyers. Yeah, yeah. My wife and Abby are very close. We were and, over at their house on New Year's. So, I say, hey. Is she nice? I didn't even say, is she good? But I was like, is she nice? And Because I saw that she had commented on the post. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference in Nashville commenting and friend commenting. Right. A lot right. of people are like, oh, clap, clap. You, know, you slay, girl. And you don't even really yeah, know. Yeah. Right. But she's like, no, she's one of my best friends. Like, she's awesome. Yeah. I said, I would ask you if she's any good, but I can't ask you that since she's one of your, one of your best friends. And she said, okay, um, but she's good. And she goes, and her music 
not only can she sing really well live, her music's always produced really well because her husband. And I was like, her husband? So she was like, oh my God, this is the weirdest thing ever. And so I called her. I got a number from Abby this morning. I said, don't tell her because I may not call her. God, that's crazy. And because I was like, it was all just a time thing too, if right. I had enough time. And we were doing our podcast and I, I may not, I may not call her, so don't say anything. And I've known Abby long enough. I knew she wouldn't. And so I just call, and she doesn't answer because my number just shows up as a random. And then I leave a message and I feel stupid leaving it. I'm like, hey, it's Bobby Bones. <laughs> um, and she calls back and I was like, hey, you've been vouched for by people that I respect and admire. And I, I'm not a big energy guy, but I'm a big believer in sharing your goals because people will actually help you. Totally, totally. And I was like, I can affect this, so come up. Yep. And you are here today. It's, that it's, to that me, is, yeah, it's weird. dude, that's, that's crazy. Weird. And I yeah. don't believe, like that's, that's, that's like next level stuff that I don't really think it's next level, but I think it's like, what a wonderful serendipitous just turn of, of everything yeah. that, cause I like if people like stick their neck out for me, like I always appreciate that. Yeah. So that's why I try to like affect things if I can, it had nothing to do with you and you're here today and I'm not even bringing her on this podcast because she's having her own spot. Yeah. That's awesome. You know? Yeah, and, and I was like, you know, I, and so you're not coming on, but that's the reason <laughs> she's not coming. What the heck is that? Front porch. Oh, let's see what this is. So I do during an interview. I don't think my wife's here. Hello? Is this a special guest I was promised? Yes. Come the on third, in. The third Hulk person Hogan. into all Yes. This. Come on in, Tom DeLong. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't I didn't even want to bring her on. I'm glad she's here because I, I never no, met that's her. that's awesome. But I didn't want to bring her on because I didn't want this to be her moment. Well, and I mean, she uh, she would outshine me. She's a lot funnier. And Dude, my wife's the same freaking A lot wittier. It drives it pisses me crazy. Me off. I, I can't take like, it. Like for what I'm celebrated for, she's better than. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm very happy. I thought she was going to get a mic, and I was like, well, there goes my interview. <laughs> well, it was not because of you. It was mostly because I want her to have her own. No, that's good. Her own spot. Yeah, but no, you, you only married a couple years, right? Uh, yeah. 2022? Yeah. We, 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 right, 2022. we got, no, we got, yeah, 2022. Dude, years are all off. It's okay if you, right now. <sighs> yeah. And then we immediately got pregnant, like immediately and, uh, kind of by accident. And now we're parents and, uh, it's awesome. But yeah, so we celebrated our one month or our one year anniversary with a baby. It's a tough question to ask because it's a very loaded question and there's an answer that you have to give. But how, what's it like being a parent? I'm not. We're, I love it. We're, we're, so we're, listen, I've always wanted to have kids at some point. Uh-huh. I'm petrified to have kids because of, I, I didn't have a model. I didn't have a dad. Yeah. I didn't have a parents. I didn't have, so I saw none of that. Yeah. I don't know successful unit. I don't know successful raising kids. I don't know successful being raised as right. a kid. So I have this, I'm not going to say irrational, but I do have this fear. No, totally. That that's going to happen again, but I'm going to be the other side of it. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, I mean, I I did have parents, um, and I was still terrified. Uh, What's awesome about it, though? Like, really? Because it just seems like a lot of work, and and I'm gonna screw it up. It's a lot of work, um, but the first time you see your kids smile at you, God, I get choked up even just thinking. I mean, it's like that. It's that kind of stuff where it's like I've never been a guy that gets choked up on a interview with Bobby Bones, and here I am, like, oh God, I love my kid. Um, you know, it's that kind of stuff. It's, um, it's realizing that you're, you created something that is going to outlive you. 
and is going to affect the world, hopefully in a good way, long after you're gone. And, you know, it's kind of like I'm used to making records, which I hope live on forever. But, you know, obviously there's going to be trillions of records made after I'm gone. So it's it's kind of a fool's errand to think that that you can create something that will live on forever. And I feel like that that's like the closest we can come to having something live on forever and, you know, spreading your genes and your DNA and hopefully your good parenting and, and creating, you know, I think a lot of times too, with where we're at in, you know, society right now, they're, everyone's kind of just screaming at each other, like, you'd be different, you'd be different, you know, whatever. And it's like, uh, I'm not going to waste my time telling other people how to be. I'm just going to tell my kid how they should be. And hopefully that kind of just spreads. Then let me end on this. Uh, what's up with Instagram? I don't even see what they're gone. Yeah. I'm not on anything. Yeah. I just, uh, like you, I, what you said earlier, you know, you kind of just start seeing the, the negativity and, and, you know, I'm like, I'm stoked. I just, I put everything I had into this song and it gets released. And I, and then I go look at the comments like this sucks. I hate this. Like this goes hard on mute, you know, that kind of stuff. And you're just like, that sucks. <laughs> like I work so hard on this. Just like, and even it. though, you know, cause it, it, you're speaking out of my mouth. I feel, even though I know those people have nothing to do, they have not, it still, it hurts. It still sucks. Even, even having complete rational thought with, Right. That you still, it still sucks. Right. And then it, it blinds you to the, I love this. Oh my God, this saved my life. Like, the, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. But well, that guy, he said yeah. it sucks, you know? And it, so for me, it was too much focus on that. Um, you know, and also like 2020 was a weird time with the whole internet and it, it just, the canceling and the this and they can't say this, can't say that, you know, you have to do this. You have, and it was just like, all right, I, I just love making music. I'm going to focus on that. I'm going to focus on being a good husband. I'm going to focus on being the person that I want to be. And honestly, there's nothing I miss about social media. There's nothing. And I get it through her. Like I, I see my wife's, you know, she'll show me stuff on Instagram and I don't feel like I'm, I'm, out of the loop really on anything you are we're all talking about it on this well video. but you're not there to I hear it know, i know so. but you're, it's really the conversation is how out of touch you are with with, with us you know, the kids uh oh, man congratulations on just um maintaining like consistency like quality consistency well, i appreciate it. that's what i'm going for because so. that's the hardest thing it is it's very hard it's also hard to have quality and consistency but it's easier to do that than it is to have quality consistency. Yeah. And that is, you know, that's what I think of when I think of you and I don't know you, but obviously living in this town and having friends that know friends and no friends, like that's always been my association with you as like a guy who does it, does it well and moves on to do the next thing. Well, and if it happens to be freaking great, awesome. And if it happens to be a little less than well, that's okay too, but yeah. it, you're going to do a good job. It's it's going to have all the effort in it. Yeah. And so always. That, that's always what I've felt about you even before knowing you. But now after I met you, I don't believe that at all. You're just a loser. <laughs> so, um, well, sorry. Yeah. You can't follow him anywhere. 
<laughs> unless you leave my house and follow him home. Um, so I haven't, but, but really it's been really cool for me to get to hang out. And it's cool, just I so weird that, that you I called your wife this morning uh, to be like, is, come on my show. And as the day you're coming to my house, that's crazy, man. Yeah. I called your wife today too, but she didn't pick up. No, you texted her a picture and she said, you're, it was unzipped like drunk me. And she was like, <laughs> tell him not to do that anymore. Bobby, he's got to quit. Yes, yes. Um, Jordan, thank you. And this has been awesome. And I purposefully, um, Renee did not bring you on. <laughs> well, thank you. She's sitting that. right beside me. She, yeah. was like, she was like, am I sitting too close to you when we do this interview? And I was like, not to me. Maybe you think you're too close. Maybe, am I that weird? Like, <laughs> she, so, but um, Renee, we'll do this a different time. Awesome. Uh, good to see you, man. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to a BobbyCast production. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. You can probably spell it. You probably know it. Tacovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.